This episode of the Busted Wide Open Podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. This is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open. Thank you. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, specifically our BWO Patron Mailbag, episode number huh. eight. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. And there's Nick, it's so crazy today. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much to do. You just gave me the number of questions we have for our mail back this week and of course the one time the one time we've got a wwe pay-per-view staring down our throats uh right after the show we've got how many how many questions did you say we had today uh 18 or 19 we're up oh to my god you guys yeah. are awesome you guys rule. Guys, uh, guys our patrons are freaking amazing if you want to get in on this show and ask us a question to have us answered here on this mailbag episode all you got to do is join us at patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up yes. for one of our tiers. And then you too can have your questions answered on this specifically designed to answer questions episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast. So thank yes. you to everyone who is currently a patron. You guys are you guys are what's keeping us. You're keeping us alive. You keep yes. us going. You are the fuel that fuels this machine of a show that we are. But Nick, we don't have a lot of time to dissemble no. here. Uh, is there anything we got to get out of the way? Should we should we dive right into the questions? Yeah, well, here I'll do this real fast. We got about one hour till the pre-show, the kickoff show for Takeover <laughs> War Games starts. Okay, the, the the what I want to be real about with everybody is is we're probably not going to get to everything today, but we'll figure <laughs> out a way to make it up to you. So what we're going to do, we got about a hard stop here in about forty-five minutes. So we're going to be as live as we can for as long as we can and get to many of your as many of your questions as we can. But be aware that there's going to be a point where we just have to go, guys, we got to go watch the pre-show and take over. Yeah. So be aware Maybe. of that. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Jingle that little bell so you get notified whenever we're going to go live and put up new events. Come join us in the Facebook group. Search for Busted Wide Open. Like the page. Join the group. And you'll find the link to Discord where we're going to be doing the live chat all night tonight and all day and all night tomorrow for TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series and all throughout the week for the Fallout shows. Live chats in the Discord. Make sure you're in there. And if we don't get to your question today, Nick, we promise we will get to it either on the Tuesday recap show of the pay-per-views yes. this weekend or on our regular Tuesday show. We will get to the, all of these questions. Just 
maybe not on this special mailbag <laughs> episode because it's just too much. We're on the clock, it's guys. We're on the clock. Woo! All right, we're on the clock. Let's get yes. going then, Nick. Let's let's yes. not waste can, any more time. You can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast, but we don't do that much over there. So make sure you're in the Facebook group and make sure you're in the Discord and make sure you follow us on YouTube. That's where you find us all the time. I do plenty on Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, you do, like calling out Jericho. That's fine. I do, I do too much. <laughs> I want to start things off with two things here before we ask the first question. One, I feel like a complete jackass because I did not notice that Bebosh, one of our longest fans and listeners uh, and patrons, dropped us 15 bucks in the tip jar on our previous episode. What? Dude, Bebosh. You. My you. dude. Thank oh, you, guys. Thank, thank you, you sir. All that love, man. We really appreciate it. And I feel horrible that I didn't see the notification for that. So a little special shout-out for you. And I want to show some oh. love from the shout-out. For our boys over at Going In Raw for mentioning us this week on their yes. show, Steve, Larson, and Hilton. We'll throw Hilton in there, too. Yes. Uh, we had. A, we also got to throw some love out to the current, what, what do they call their championship that they do? Uh, the the H, H. H champion, H Simon H Miller. H. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to throw some shout-outs there to get things off. We had Simon a hell of a Miller, week. My, my spirit twin, if not my physical twin. Yeah. As well, I as I play with my as I play with my luscious hair. Physical. Sorry, yeah, Simon. No. <laughs> thanks, guys, for the love. Thanks for the shout out. Really appreciate it, and uh, and everything that you guys do for the wrestling business and for the fans. All right, here we go. It is time yeah. for some questions. All right, uh, bring it Jacob, on, Nick. I'm ready. Jacob asks one of his bonus episode esque questions <laughs> uh, that we might just table and save as a bonus episode as we normally uh -oh. do with Jacob's questions because his is going to be the November bonus episode. Uh, he asked, what are your top five heel turns and your top five face turns for any promotion? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that is a bonus episode. That's a fantastic bonus episode is, is listing yep. off the five greatest heel turns, five greatest face turns stories behind them. Damn, Jacob, we're we're seriously we're gonna employ you to do our bonus episodes. That is yep. a, that is a bonus episode if I have ever heard one. Staff writer right Jacob Uhas for the Bust Wide Open podcast, right there. Mother of God, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, can we mark that one and save it and promise that we will do it as a bonus episode? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I am one hundred percent down behind doing Jacob, that as a bonus you're episode. Get a whole I thing love out of it. I love healing face turns, especially really really dramatic ones. So yeah, let's let's save that. Jacob, thank you for a fantastic question, dude. Let's save that for a bonus episode. That's just gonna be a whole hour, hour and fifteen minute long discussion. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. so we'll save that one, put that one in the put a little bookmark on that one. Already got it down. Brandon Monroe is Excellent. the next one. Uh, I enjoy New Japan a lot, but something that frustrates me is the repetitive booking from them, e.g. Ergo Okada beating everyone and always putting the title on him. Also the two team tag division with Gorillas of Destiny and Sonata and Evil. Weren't we just talking about this? Yes, just said <laughs> that. What is your guys' opinion on their booking? Uh, for New I, Japan, I assume he means. The Okada being the ace thing, I'm fine with because oh, in New Japan they typically will have the one guy who's just better than everybody else. It's been particularly uh, egregious with Okada, where it's it's got. I, I agree that it's gotten a bit much at this point, where they yeah. have to let somebody else step up at least for a bit. Um, uh, you know, and and they did a bit a bit of a cool story with that last year with Okada getting the red hair and being kind of broken Okada for a little bit. Um, but now we are kind of in a bit of a slump here. I feel like it'll get exciting again after Wrestle Kingdom. And they're they're building for that and for something exciting to happen there. They had to build uh, Okada back up to where he was previously so that right. when Ibushi beats him, it's you that much bigger of a deal. You mean Naito? No, I mean Ibushi. 
You mean Jay White? And we'll, I mean, I mean Bushi is the anointed chosen one. He's going to be yeah, the next this, one. I, I think with Okada, I think it's a wait and see. Yeah. They're, they're typically pretty good about having a bunch of very strong guys at the top of the card. It's just been recently where it's Okada dominating. But you're 100% right about the tag division. The tag division is very stagnant right now. We're seeing that explicitly with the tag league where we're looking at it and going, there's no one really exciting as a heavyweight tag team right now. Um, so the I don't think that their booking is necessarily repetitive typically, but in the as far as the heavyweight division right now, the heavyweight title, it has become a a little bit with Okada, but keep a keep a lookout on what's simmering just below Okada right now. That's where the, the interesting fun stuff's going to start happening, uh, and has been for the last couple of years. It's just yeah, he has been very dominant, and yeah. we're not used to seeing that with you know the U.S. titles getting shuffled around so much. Um, but yeah, the tag division definitely agree. Yep. They, they got to do something with the tag division with, with the elite taking off. It really gutted, uh, you know, the young bucks specific, specifically getting yanked out of there was, that was a big deal. So it's amazing. Like a one or two pieces and it just, yep. Yep. Thank you very much, Brandon, for the question. Next up, Sean, um, a big part of my life is being positive in the face of adversity. Thankfully, there's a lot of wrestling because the WWE makes that incredibly tough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may start doing a recurring, reoccurring segment, recurring segment with my question, bright side of the ring. I like that. Let me hear each of your top three most positive moments of the week. As always, thank Aww. you guys. Thank you for what you guys do week in and week out. Congrats on the recent YouTube success and keep putting out some of the best content in the wrestling podcast game. Thank you so Dude, much, thank Sean. You, thank you, thank Sean. You. That's, a, that's actually a great idea. I like that. I'm all about the power of positivity. Power of positivity. From the, yes. from the new day. Now, like the idea of taking like three highlights of the week that that were very positive. I love that. And, and frankly, that's one thing that I like doing. You know, we always say with WWE is even when it's absolute garbage and we have a hard time watching, it's like what positive, what can we take away that was actually like some good? And it's very rarely where we can't find anything positive in it. So no, I love that idea of of doing like a what were the three positive moments of the week? Yeah. Uh, so if you do make that a recurring thing, I'm not I'm not mad at that. Yeah. If even uh, if we were, put, made that a staple of the show, of one of our segments or something, what were the yeah. three? What were your three favorite things of the week? All right. So let's. This week's so, really easy. Oh yeah. This week. This week we're kind of spoiled right. for choice. Right. What were your three from this week, Nick? Let's 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 actually make it specific moments. Not you can't say whole matches. No. What were specific moments? Like the three oh. specific moments that were your top Got three. Em. Got him. Okay. All right. It, it was really easy. There's there's a All whole right. list of them, and I'm just the first three that came into my head. Um, Darby Allen doing that lawn dart out to John Moxley before the right. the match started. That right there just popped me harder than anything this week. Really, it was just one of them. Uh, Tony Storm appearing out of nowhere with yeah, Team NXT. I knew that was going to be one of yours uh, on SmackDown last night. Yeah, that was that was the second one, and then probably just I, it, we said not to say whole matches, but just the the. The revival and undisputed here. The revival and red dragon. I'll allow you to have. Will that you allow that match. one? <laughs> yeah, just, I'll allow that. That's it's the just, tag team match we've been yearning for for years. If you had now. to pick a moment from that match that was your favorite, what was uh, it was favorite? the one where Dash Wilder shoved. I believe it was Kyler Riley out of the way, and Bobby Fish ate that shatter machine. Uh, I think it was that, the other way around, where it was. Uh, no, it was Fish that came down. O'Reilly, O'Reilly shoved Fish out of the way. I don't know. I, yeah, okay. I'll, Fish I'll take had, yeah, had gotten his so nose. He's got his nose cut open with that boot botch. Broke his nose. His, straight up, he had broke his nose. Had to go to see a, a plastic surgeon, so he was able to work the rest of the week. But he then he. I remember him specifically eating that shatter machine after that, and I went, "Oh God, that hurt his yeah. nose even worse." God, 
Those guys, man. Those were my three. What were your three for Absolute the animals. Uh, Jericho having to have Jake Hager say sorry for him yeah. was one. Um, Ricochet going flying off the top turnbuckle on a Cesaro on NXT. Over uh, the barricade. Over the damn barricade uh, is another one. And then, you know, this is there's so many that I could have picked. There's so many other ones, but one that's just sticking in my head right now, and it just it just kind of stuck with me, is the look on Shayna Baszler's face as Bailey walked away up the ramp, was such a perfect "I'm going to kick your ass" facial expression that it burned into my damn mind. I'm going to effing kill you, son. I'm going <laughs> to freaking kill you. And and Nick, when you're doing the 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 plates for the show, go back and try and find that. It's okay. it is what a look, what a what an amazing look on her face. Will do. So and there's so many more I could have picked this week. There's so many others yeah. that I'm going to think of later and be like, ah, damn it! Oh, that one was better. Strowman and Lee in the ring together. Yeah, whatever. Oh, you know, it's Strowman like, and Hanson uh, combo topes. That oh. the the. Or, I mean, uh, Lee and Han- Lee and Hanson. Or Lee Lee power bombing Drew McIntyre. Like how hard McIntyre hit that ring? Straight to hell! <laughs> oh my soul. So much. Anyway, Sean, yes. thank you very much. Awesome question. Uh, definitely, Ian, let's keep that in mind as a sort of recurring segment, whether he wants to make it his question or I think it's important. Maybe it's something we just do in the group. I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's process that one because I think it's important to stay positive uh, a lot of times as we always try and keep our group and our community always on the positive. Yeah. Thank you, Sean, very much. What's, what's, really, what's, really the good old, what's the old song? It's time to accentuate the positive. Eliminate the negative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. No, nobody. Next question was in from Josh. Uh, he said he's got two this week. We might not be able to do both, Josh, so hang we'll tight. See. We'll First, see. First, what are some horrible gimmicks you guys have really liked? Ooh, that could be good. Uh, Repo for me, Man! For me, <laughs> I did not really like Repo Man. Uh, for I me, have I, a soft spot. For me, I pop every time Orange Cassidy comes on, and I have no idea why. I That's think you and everybody gimmick. else. <laughs> That's an amazing gimmick. How dare you call that a horrible yeah. gimmick? That's an amazing Second, gimmick. With NXT going head-to-head against the other brands at Survivor Series, do you see them being added to the Rumble and making it bigger than 30 entrants? Uh, let's do the first one first. Uh, let's just, what's a horrible gimmick that you have really liked, Ian? Repo Man. You, um, you really I, liked Repo Man? Dude, he threw himself into that so hard. He wanted that, he wanted that to work <laughs> so well. I mean, okay, all right, fine. Doink the Clown. Stardust. Oh, oh! It was awful, but he made it amazing, and the fact that it was paired with Gold Dust also made it amazing, and it made me really like it. And he he went all in on it, yeah, and good, it was a terrible, Val, terrible gimmick. But it was here's another, another awesome. one for me. Another yeah. one for me. Val Venus. Okay. I I hello ladies. Hello ladies. <laughs> well, the big Balboskis come to your town. If you know what I mean, and it's, uh, it, dude, I, it was. You're every- gonna need to strip off and do the show in a towel from now on. <laughs> I don't think Hello, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. If that's your thing, that's totally fine. Uh, that, hey, that's no, that was just his line. Hey, the big Balboski, he doesn't yeah. discriminate. Uh, say so second question: NXT going head to head. Do we see more than thirty entrants and more NXT people in the Royal Rumble in a couple of months? I they should they should do another forty man Royal Rumble or you know they're gonna do uh, men's and women's right men's and women's again because that's oh, that was awesome I loved having two Rumbles it was exhausting 
Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. It's, it's going to be a lot like tonight at War Games, where the bulk of the show is going to be two hour long War Games matches. Absolutely exhausting matches. So it's. <laughs> oh, well. They need NXT people in the Rumble now, regardless of whether it's more than 30. They because- don't need them. That's the thing. But they are going to. If they're, if this is going to be the precedent that they're going to set and NXT is going to be treated as a full third brand, yeah. then yeah, they're going to have to do 40 people and have it just be a madhouse. And I think that's fine. Have it be uh, a minute and a half between every entrance. Minute and a half between every entrance, 40 people. Uh, bring NXT into it. Because look at look at the insanity we've seen the last couple of weeks. How fun it is to see all the pairings that we don't normally get to see. Right? That's one of the things you love about Royal Rumble is, hey, those two people in the ring together. That's so cool. I never thought of that. Um, yep. Or I thought of it and I've never seen it and that's so exciting. So yep. do I think that they do I think that they will? I don't know. But should they? Yeah. Screw it. Yeah, I think they should have as some, well. Have some fun. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, next up, Ormi Raw Raw. Brand Ooh. new patron this week. Welcome to the phenomenal ones, Ormi. Yeah. He says, if you could create a storyline for a wrestler, who would it be and what would your storyline be? Well, I think you've got my answer already, Ormi. Go back and make sure you listen to... Actually, I don't know if you came in at $10 or... Oh, you're dumb. Uh, you came in at a $10. Storyline? Yeah, go back and listen. No, not... Oh, well, Lord. sure. Sure, you could do the Dominic one. There's several of them that I created in the fantasy booking that you can now go back and listen to. Welcome, welcome to the patron. What would you do, Ian? Uh, I'm I'm literally I don't have one like set where I go, man. I wish I really wish they'd do this with this guy. Um, although I think if you gave me any wrestler and just said this wrestler go, what would be a cool storyline for them? Like I could probably come up with something. The first thing that came to my head would be um, Braun Strowman and have him um, basically one day come out and say, I'm the biggest, I'm the strongest. And every week going forward, anyone who wants to challenge me, I don't care if it's one person, two person, three person, you come out, you challenge me every week. Open and challenge. I work my, I will open challenge. It's the Braun Strowman open challenge. I will work my way through this entire roster and if there is no one who can beat me, um, you know, then I then make me the champ. Yep. And have him work through, like work through every stipulation, work through everyone on the roster. Um, you know, you can protect certain people with how the finishes go. You can even have some matches where Braun loses, and you create feuds out of his loss, and have you know stops along the way. But build him to be this absolute unstoppable monster. Get him, get him to that certain high level where he should be at. I mean, they, they make him a special attraction, like a big show special attraction, and that's fine. But if you really want to have him have some longevity, that's not, gonna, that's not really going to work. Um, and I'd be interested to see them really build him as being this unstoppable freight train monster. And you could do it in a way that kept him out of the main event picture for some of the time or most of the time um, and create even some... You know, as I said, make basically make him the dragon for everyone else to slay. Bingo. He needs to stop being the circus special attraction and be built as a legit monster. He's right. 98% there already. It would take literally a nudge to to put to make him the dragon, as you put. Right. And I would and I, you could do it in a way that, you know, you don't make him like the fiend where he's just immortal and unstoppable. You can make him fallible. You can make him 
so that he's not he's not going to win every match, and it could yep. be interesting. Uh, but at the same time, would really do wonders for his character and his presentation. Mine's going to be off, off the top of my head. Mine's going to be Biggie. Okay. Uh, and if you've heard my fantasy booking patrons, the ten dollars patrons and above, you know where yeah. I'm going with this. Doesn't necessarily have to be the resurgence of the hardcore title, but it, with the with the news that Xavier Woods unfortunately may not return to the ring long term, uh, I think it's time for the new day to start wrapping up. And I think we need to see a heel turn from Big E. I would build him big. I would have him turn on Kofi. And I would have him go after the Intercontinental or something along those lines. I think it would have been brilliant if he had been the one to turn and take the WWE Championship off of Kofi. He's got the size. He's got the charisma. He's got the mic skills. And he's got the in-ring ability. He is the full package. I just don't know why they haven't pushed him harder. Because they've been riding the New Day for three years now. Yeah. And that's that's really what that comes down to. But it's time for that. If if Xavier's truly gone, not gone, but I mean out of in ring competition, it's time for that to to wrap up. That's what I would do. You know, another fun one would be would be uh, Bo Dallas serial killer, Ooh. where he you know I'm going to get on board with that. He comes across as a face, and he plays like he's a face to everyone backstage, but there's just something off about him. Yeah. And uh, he he has a whole new finishing move that's just exceptionally brutal and it keeps injuring people. And at first, he's apologizing for it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean for it to go that wrong. And then at a certain point, you realize it's intentional. And he really is trying to hurt people. And he's really trying to put people on the shelf. And uh, just dealing with that would be really fun and interesting for his character. Interesting. Especially okay. with the way he can, he can, he can play like dead-eyed psychopath. You know, like, we're, but the, we're like, he can play like sweet, innocent guy, but then it can just drop away, and you're like, oh, God, no, he's actually. He did evil. the whole Bo Leave thing in NXT, and then when he would get in the ring, there was a vicious side that would just That's what like I'm saying. Like, wash can, over him, right? He can do that. He yeah. can absolutely play those sides. So, anyway, Extremely all right. So, incredibly talented, too, that guy. I hate that yeah. he's been trivialized. That's a, this is uh, another question we could do a whole episode on, yeah. but but that's a, that's you a great question. You sit there and question. rattle people off uh, yeah. that have been misused, yeah. right? Yeah, like like the, the creative storyline challenge. Uh, throw, three, throw three wrestlers at us and what can we do with I, them? I'd love to do that as a patron's challenge. You know, you guys come up with the best storyline and we pick one. We might do something Ooh, like that one day. Uh, we might like do that, that for some prizes. I'll All right. Keep that in good, mind. I got a little question. stuff like that in mind. Good question, good, yeah. Good question, Orme. Welcome again, Orme. Great question to kick things off. Next Orme, up, rah, Brian. Uh, Orme, rah, rah. Brian, yes. entrance music can be extremely important for a wrestler, not just to fit yeah. the character, but something that catches the fans' attention. Mm. What are some of your favorite entrance themes? We know Ian's favorite is Tai Chi's, but hoping to hear other choices. What? Well, Taking a shooting on Ian here. Also, if Damn. you are a wrestler, what would be your theme music if you could choose? Got it. For me, I'd choose Look Away by Sepultura for myself. Uh, would be cool for other patrons to give their choices when Nick creates the BWO Patreon Federation on 2K20. Yeah, that was part of the plan, too, was to let you guys help build your own characters. And I was going to work with each of you one-on-one. -on -one. We'll get there probably in the new year. So stay tuned on that. The The, the fact that 2K20 has been an absolute dumpster fire oh, for man. the past Hasn't couple helped. weeks... A month, I guess, at this point. Yeah. So we'll see how the it, way, if they fix all that stuff. By the way, can I give a little shout out to a look away by Sepultura? That's a yes. damn good song. <laughs> good shit. Sepultura. Yes. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, mm. What was the question again? <laughs> what, oh, favorite, favorite, favorite entrance themes. What favorite are some theme. of your favorite entrance themes? Some of them. Uh, current or all time? Because Alistair Black 
Uh, his kills me. The original Shinsuke Nakamura theme was fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that like just get me hyped when I hear them. Oh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay's um, entrance theme. Elevated. It always gets me freaking hyped. Hyped. That thing is so... Cody, too. Like, I, the other day, I, it never really did it for me until I heard it live. I heard it live at uh, Double or Nothing, and I was like, oh, this song, bang, it bangs, Well, man. if you it's remember, it, well, they, they, they doubled the beat. They doubled the, the pace the, of the, the tempo of the song. Because mm -hmm. remember, it used to be really slow when yeah, he was doing they, that indie run before New yeah. Japan. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was half speed of what it is now. Yeah. And the lyrics are fantastic if you've never looked into that song. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all, all it gets you a little bit clipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, all time, though, I always loved it when uh, Macho Man would come out to Pop and Circumstance. Obviously, Ric Flair, has. A, uh, I loved his entrance. That's an all-time classic. Roddy Piper coming out to the bagpipes. I'm, I'm from a Scottish family. That, may, that always was like, oh, as a kid. Even when he was a heel, I was just like, oh, but the pipes. Um, what you else? Still pop the same way for uh, McIntyre. Oh shit, yeah. When he when he came out and he had the whole Scottish marching band with him. Oh, forget it, dude. Forget it. I actually I welled up. I got emotional. Like that was that was a big yeah. one. Um, if this okay. is, I could ra I could rattle these off a bunch. Um, Go. I think you said Alistair Black, but I want to call it specifically the one time they had the band performing it. Yeah, he came out. And uh, the guy was actually screaming, No man has ever truly Oh, dude, oh. Well, Motorhead. Freaking Motorhead. Oh. Anytime Motorhead did a Triple H song, I mean... Rest in peace, Lemmy. And mm. also, I can't stand any other song by this band, but damn, Batista's entrance bangs hard. You don't like Saliva? Nah. Well, I, all right. You're not nah. saying Anyway. Nah, saliva exactly. was a staple in the late 90s and early 2000s. I know, I know. So, I, know. I never, I, I never I, got I, into them. I, like I never got into them, but that song the, kicks ass. <laughs> it does. It does. And seeing Xavier do the... What are you talking at WrestleMania? Just marking the hell out as a fan when Batista came out. <laughs> yes. That was beautiful. Uh, oh, I, love I love that guy. I have two. I'm going to do an okay. old one, and I'm going to do a current one. I did like Because 18, none so of the funny. other ones stand up to either one of these two. And okay. here we go. I'll All do right. the current one first, and then I'm going to drop the bomb on you. Uh, Pete Dunn. Oh, Pete Dunn's. Really? Yeah, as someone that actually loved uh, that sort of breakdown screamo kind of stuff of the mid-2000s. It's it just so it's so normal. But when it kicks in, it just feels bigger and epic than the start of it. I didn't like it at first. It's grown on me the last couple of years, and now I find myself in the car just just turning it all the way up as loud as I can whenever it comes on. That's my current one right now. I just can't not bang to. It feels so generic to me. Okay, cool. If it does it for you, awesome. Okay. Metalingus by all the bridge. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. You can't not pick Metalingus. I marked the hell out. I pop Doesn't every surprise. when it comes up on Spotify. I just yeah. go ah. <laughs> <laughs> not. I see clearly everything is all Oh yes. I just hear it. Oh god, Ooh. I have chill bumps right now. Just thinking about it. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay Ryan, so thank you so much. Oh, no, what would you have? What would you have as your entrance music? You said you knew. Oh, we well we did this in a thread in the in the Facebook discussion group recently, uh, and it would be the opening to "As I'm Exploding" by Trivium. Um, if you oh, know wow. that song, if you don't know what it is, it's one of the hardest. I love it. It's one of the biggest openings. Uh, just 
I love the riff. It's a gallop riff that just I would loop that first thirty seconds, that one riff wow. just repeatedly. It's it's awesome. I'll post it in the group later for you guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, wow. Uh, Welcome home by Coheed and Cambria for me. What? Really? You heard me? Yeah. Have you ever I, heard that song? I I would not have expected you to be a fan of Coheed and Cambria. Why? They're they're great. Okay. You know me. I listen to everything. You know. Okay. That. I, I, uh, I'm very surprised that, to hear that. It would be one of three songs. That's that right now. Like just the the riff, the opening riff on that is just so monstrous. Yeah. That would be that would be one. Uh, it, I'd it's play just, all these here right now for you guys on stream, but we'd get a DMCA takedown, and you would never see so the episode. Fast. So, yeah. But go you'll, you'll, you'll look them up. You, everyone's got Spotify. Welcome home yeah. by Cobra Heat Cambria, or barring that, Twenty One by Annihilator or uh, Black Heart by Camara. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw an honorable mention to uh, Silvera by uh, Gojira Ooh, as well. Yes. That just that opening, that main riff oh. that they do. <laughs> oh, the art, well, the, uh, art of, the art of dying would be a good one. It's yeah. probably too long of an intro, but all right, we gotta go. Oh, we're we gonna talk about right, interest music all we night. Just, <laughs> all, all all night long. All right, what's next? What's Brian? Next? Thank you very much for the question. Next thank up, you, will Brian. random fantasy booking for this weekend that I want your opinions on. Let's say KO is the mystery fourth man. What if he Please. pins Cole in the War Games match, then gets added into the Survivor Series match? With Cole and the winner of Dunn Priest and Dane making it a triple threat, that's kind of where my head was going to. That's kind of what, what that you made fun of my Ian booking, and that was pretty much where I was at okay. too. So I thought I think the triple threat for the number one contender will get turned into a four way, but this is a, just another variation yeah. of that. You, he's yeah. saying it's going to get turned into a triple threat at Survivor yeah. Series. That's also very, very. Uh, cool. I think that's smart, smart booking. That might that makes a lot of sense too. The winner of that match can eat the pin, and Ko returns as the new champion. Thoughts? I think we've covered yes. this ad nauseum at this point. But that's um, a, but actually, I, yeah. I like his booking a little bit more than, than mine, where he's prote protecting Adam Cole by Pete Dunne or Dane or Priest or whoever wins the triple threat taking the pin for Cole. That's brilliant. That's an aspect I hadn't thought of. Um, love it. Love it. Cole can lose thought, his mind. Thought, KO can sneak in. He's now a, the NXT champion again, and Cole's losing his mind. He has no idea. The fracture of to, Undisputed Era begins. And they've got the lot to work with there. Oh, thought, yeah. love it. Thought, Will James, love it. Great stuff. If that's how it goes down, as opposed to what we were like. This, honestly, I like that better than anything I came up with. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and now we begin. Thank you, Will. We're going to go <laughs> a little dark for a second. Um, okay. We had a special note come in. It's not really a question, but it's a note come in from Abraham Castillo, who has been very active recently in the Facebook discussion has, group, scaring yeah, all of us with his <laughs> with his evil dark promos. And I'm, yeah, I'm beginning to get a little cool. intimidated and scared for tomorrow on Survivor Series. So he sent in a note, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, he asked me to read this on air. <clears throat> okay. I think the time has come to finally address my issues with Nick and Ian. You both are not a threat. I have pushed you to the side because you offer no competition. In fact, I don't even know really why I'm taking the time to do this, but you know what? Maybe you will get a like or a subscribe hit on YouTube because of me. The bottom line is this. I will win Survivor Series. I will be BWO champ. Nick can fantasize about booking all he wants. Ian can seek a career in journalism since he thinks he did something with his life this week on that Jim Cornette topic. But in either case, BWO champion is not in your future. So give it up. Stop dreaming. Join Champ Champ on his stupid journey. I'll see you Sunday, and I will leave. 
as BWO champ. What? There you go, Abraham. You what? had a professional voiceover artist read that for you. Congratulations. Um, what? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Oh, man. Did... Um, because I have my response prepared, but I'm not about to do it here on this show because this is for our patrons and it's good and wholesome. Mine's going to go up on Facebook tomorrow. Abraham. Oh, you're going to, oh, okay. You're going to cut a promo on Facebook. I am. Well, tell you what I'm no, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go right. right now. All right. Abraham. All right. All right. You want, you want to come at me? You want to come at me on my own show? All right. Well, I suppose I shall have to retort. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny that your name is Abraham. You see, I recall the biblical tale of Abraham and Isaac, where God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, much as we've asked of you, Abraham, to sacrifice of your time and effort to play this Pickham's Challenge that we're doing here and to cut these promos on your fellow patrons. Now, we didn't ask him, we didn't ask you to cut them on us. Now, see, at a certain point, God told the biblical Abraham to back down, and he did. So I'm telling you now, Abraham, back off before you do something that you are going to regret. Now, I know you got balls because you just came at me. You just called me out on my own show. But you don't have the sense that God gave a squirrel because you don't want none of these nuts. Now, I called out Cornette. Yes, I did. And as you made, as you made reference to, and what happened? He got fired. He's jobless. I called out Chris Jericho on Twitter. What happened? He lost his first match ever in AEW on the very next show. And you want to come after me? Now, let's be clear. Let's be clear. We're talking about the patrons' pickums on Sunday, right? Am I confident going into this? No, I'm not. I'm not, going, I'm not confident going into this competition. Yes, I am the winningest Pickham's player in the history of the Busted Wide Open podcast. Yes, I swept SummerSlam, getting absolutely nothing wrong. I got a perfect score and the closest time to the actual length of the Goldberg-Dolph Ziggler match. Yes, I watch enough wrestling during the week to kill a fully grown water buffalo. So I, but yes, I will admit, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for tomorrow night because it is the most impossible to pick show of the year <laughs> but i'm not nervous about you oh oh god no 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 but this will be my greatest pick and challenge yet the matches have never been more unpredictable the stakes have never been higher and i got little pups like you nipping at my heels but i do my best in high pressure situations so let me give you some advice able labor ding dong you see some people talk for fun some people talk for a living guess which one i do so when you run your mouth from your Abe cave or your box under the freeway overpass or, or, or wherever you are that seems to have no ambient light, let me be clear. You're flying too close to the sun and you ain't got the wax to be in my airspace. So here's the deal. Shut your mouth, put, pay your power bill, and I'll see you on Sunday. Damn. There you go, <clears throat> Abraham. And you'll get All my right. You'll get Woo. mine tomorrow. Woo! Woo. Mm. How about that? Now, now on to his question. Um, okay. Oh, he's a, que <laughs> he's a yeah. question, too. All right. Let's, let's assume it's something we, he would want. Is there any chance Triple H made any headway this week to solidify his capacity on one day, becoming the brains of WWE and taking over for Vince and rule everything WWE? Of course he did. Yes. We all, we all want 
what we got we're, we're getting peddled here's, right here's the here's the here's the question though how much of this was triple h how much of this was vince because we know still vince still has a hand i'm still all wound up we know vince <laughs> has a hand and everything like nothing happens without vince's say so how much did triple h actually control and book of this and how much was him working with vince and how much was just vince saying let's do this this and this we don't know we know that triple h has been getting more and more power backstage we know we've been trusted with more and more but we still don't know what percentage of every decision he's making so as far as Triple H making headway this week, we don't know that it's any more than, say, the week that we had NXT invade Survivor Series, and apparently it was mostly Triple H working on that. Um, we really don't know. We have n like nobody and no wrestling media or wrestling uh, magazine or reporter out there has that information because it's, it's still pretty much completely held backstage. Um, and it's still a tight little community back there, and they don't like to let out information like that about who does how much. It's only a few people that know that information. So did he make headway this week? Theoretically, I would have to assume so. Yeah. I mean, it certainly looks good for his NXT brand, but I think that's also just business, where they have to make NXT look like a legit third brand because it's going head-to-head -head with AEW. But yeah. as far as specifically, did Triple H uh, get any traction? I don't think anyone knows that except for the people that were backstage in those meetings. I would say no more than he already has. And it's kind of, it's the same thing. And he probably had some good ideas. Vince was like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. Vince continues and always will be the arbiter until he dies in the chair. He's the, he's the one that's going to be the trigger puller. He's the one that's going to rewrite the shows. He's the one that's making the decisions. There are an army of people around him lobbying input at him constantly including the superstars themselves, constantly just, hey, I got this idea. Hey, I want to try this. Hey, I want to try I can't imagine what it's like to be to live a day of, as Vince McMahon. I can't because of all of the input that's coming. So, yeah, he probably needs Triple H, his trusted number two, right next to him all the time to filter a lot of that, as well as Michael mm -hmm. Carano for, with talent relations to filter a lot of that stuff. But those that th that three three-legged stool right there of those three guys – are wrangling so much stuff constantly every day, all day, every week. I just can't imagine what it's like to do that. Um, so, yeah, I would say that he has no more or no less than he did last week. I think he probably got a lot of attaboys for a lot of the stuff that went on this week. That's probably the end of it. I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it. Thank you very much for the awesome promo, uh, Abraham. Thank you for doing them in the group as well, and uh, for everybody for being good sports and having a good time and the fact that we have the community that we have. Come, and at, how, come at me on my own show. Can, right. I can't believe it. But as an aside, kayfabe aside, I will All say right, no, it's, it's the, getting it's getting real, man. It's getting real. The group that we have and the group of people and friends and patrons and phenomenal ones the, that we've curated allows us to do this kind of stuff in a safe and civil place. And I, I love that we can do this kind of stuff with you guys. So thank you for that. Thank you for the question. I'll, that was a good one too. I'll, I'll be I'll be generous like you after Survivor Series when I wipe the floor with everybody. All right, except me, because I'm gonna beat your ass. Next up, we had uh, we're not done yet. By the way, <clears throat> <laughs> they're coming for us, Sir Ian Dangerous, uh, uh -huh. Esme Standin Bear, Hey Pod Fellas. I just wanted to say, don't bother doing pickums because the new and improved champion has come to steal your title and whatever dignity you have left. To my fellow patrons, I say this. The stench of your failure, much like your axe body spray, offends me. I have come to cleanse you. Your new champion will change Taco Tuesday to Thursdays and all wrestling t-shirts to the color white. I have come for the W, and I will have it. Very pleasant. All right. 
All right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at Taco Thursdays. Taco Thursday could be good. Yeah. White wrestling she, shirts. I might have to have an argument with uh, about yeah. that. But uh, and uh, and I'm sorry about uh, the Axe body spray thing. That's just yeah. you know economics as much as anything. Um, no, just take a shower, wrestling bros. Seriously. Seriously. Bathe. <laughs> Uh, she says, all right, with that out of the way, what are some of your guys' favorite non-wrestling moves slash illegal maneuvers? Um, you know how I feel about low blows. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really like illegal maneuvers. If you're going to do something, use a weapon. Get a kendo stick. Get a trash can. Get a get steps if you did, can pick did them I, up. Did I say favorite or least favorite? Uh, what are you guys' favorite non-wrestling moves slash illegal uh, maneuvers? Uh, uh, yeah. So, you, right, you're just saying you don't like any of them. Uh, there is only one answer to this, by the way, Nick. What? Thumb to the eye. Yeah, oh, it's it's legendary, you know. Boink. That's it's the best. It's the best. Every time I I pop, every time they're, you know they're doing something and just, boink. it's the best. Oh God! Love thumb it. to the eye, and they treat it like they shot him or something. Oh, okay, thumb <laughs> to the eye. Thumb to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's Sounded got a like huge gaping wound in his head. <laughs> that that alongside with the eye rake, where they basically just run their hand over their face. Oh God, he raked him in the yeah. eyes. Or You'll the, never the, see again. The, the back rake, and then yeah. you put your you put their hands on the, on the top of the shoulder and just like sharply draw them down, like they're a couple of cats. And it's here. Oh, it's, that's that's a good. No, the the, the thumb poke. That's got to be the thumb poke. <laughs> thumb to the eye. All right, I like weapons. I'll I'll just loosely say weapons. Uh, if you haven't figured out that I like hardcore deathmatch stuff yet, haven't been listening long enough. Uh, okay, so Billy put in a two-parter. I, we're short on time here. I want to be diligent and get to as many of these as we can, so I'm trying to pick which one. Uh, Billy says, uh, he says, I tend to always be the last question, so I'd like to end on this if it's the case. Happy Thanksgiving to all, and maybe the whole group can participate if they feel compelled. What is something you are thankful for in the world of wrestling and in your personal lives? I'm thankful for the massive amount of wrestling I can watch easily and that I can continue my drug-free ways. boy. Many may not, seem, uh, may not seem like much, but those are me. Love my wrestling, and getting sober was an obvious but great choice. Have a great weekend to the crew. Thank Atta you, boy, Billy. Yes, Congratulations sir. on sobriety. Please stay, stay that way. Yep. Um, stick with it. Uh, always reach out if you need somebody to chat with. Happy to do that. But, yep. yeah. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, what is something that you're thankful for in the world of wrestling and in your personal lives, Sir Ian Dangerous? Wow. Um, world of wrestling, I'm so grateful that we are living when we're living right now. I mean, the fact that we're getting the quality that we're getting after what I would have to say was a long time of monopoly and not a lot of options uh, as far as things to watch and for those of us who are old enough to remember tape trading and how hard it was to get your hands on alternates back in the day, um, to be able to turn on my TV, press a couple of buttons, and be able to see little matches from all over the world that are of the you know, of all time quality, like some of the best matches I've ever seen in my life, and I can just press a couple of buttons and see them, is unbelievable. Uh, you know, as someone who's a fan of this art form, it is just mind blowing how much quality content is out there right now. There has never been more. Yeah, and I, I just 
it blows my mind on a weekly basis, Nick, as we peruse everything and look at everything that's out there. Uh, I just, just how good everything is. Um, even the mainstream stuff like AEW and you know NXT, New Japan, um, even all the way down to Impact. And sometimes even WWE main roster is having to step up its game lately. So, yeah, I'm just I'm really grateful that this art form that we're all here to listen to about and talk about and discuss and cut promos on and all the rest of it. I'm so grateful that right now there's so much of it out there that is good, like really good. That's really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, personal life, man. I'm just I'm grateful for everything I got. I'm, I've you know got. A wonderful life for myself right now. Yep. Can't complain. Both. Same. I'll say the exact same thing. It's just the things could not be much better right now. Uh, that, you know, get to do this show with you, have a wonderful job, wonderful lady, wonderful house. Everything's just, everything's great in life. Can I throw an extra? Uh, this, is, this is actually probably the biggest, most relevant one is I'm thankful for everyone who listens to this show. And that's not hyperbole. That's not kissing ass. That's not bootlegging. I genuinely am blown away that people are out there listening to us talk, Nick, and engaging with us and, you know, finding uh, similar things to be excited about. And everyone that is giving their hard-earned money to the show, giving their time to the show, uh, giving their feedback to us, that is something that I, I, there are times I am at a loss for words. And it's, just bizarre to even contemplate and consider. And I am so grateful for it, so overwhelmingly grateful for it because I never imagined something like this would actually uh, work or be happening. Yeah. So if you're listening to this show right now, I'm grateful for you listening because that is incredibly special. It and is. It, means, it means so much to me, and, I, and I'm speaking for Nick here too. But um, yeah, Nick's, getting, Nick's getting a little misty over there. Um, Okay, don't be, don't make it weird. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's it. I'm just I'm so grateful for everyone who listens to the show. So thank you guys. I almost pulled out my Shinsuke Nakamura violin and started. All right, come on, man. I'm not, I'm, not grateful, I'm not grateful for you right now. I'll tell you that. Thank you very much, Billy. Congratulations on your sobriety again. Please uh, seriously, please stay that way and uh, do whatever you got to do, brother. All right, so we got to cherry pick a few last ones here. I've been looking through while you were making your sad speech there. Um, let's see Not what we sad, can squeeze. It was grateful. In. It was a happy speech. Come on, man. Jesus. Another new patron I wanted to introduce and throw into the mix, Chris White. As of today, welcome to the phenomenal ones. This is supposed uh, to be a happy occasion. It is happy. He says, "You guys are the absolute best." Okay, yeah, I see why you cherry-picked this one. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you very much, dude. He says, I got to tell you, I became a patron for three reasons. One, every time you guys make your finish noise over an exciting segment, it makes me laugh hysterically. What, well, I'm not sure what he means by finish noise. Over an exciting segment. By God! I don't know if he means the by God at huh. the end of the episode. I, well, I don't know. I, got, I guess we'll hopefully we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Every time you call out Champa as a bald bastard, son of a bitch. I can't stop laughing. And last but not least, three to ask listener questions. Question, if you could bring back one wrestler from the dead to wrestle in today's era, who would it be? 
Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm torn between two or three. I'm torn between like eight. Uh, oh Jesus! I mean, do we bring them back in their prime, or we like they just would live so. longer? Let's as, let's assume they would be amazing, you know, at at their prime, what they would be doing. God, um, yeah, I, th- my problem is narrowing it down. Uh, can I just list off a whole bunch? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Just start firing them off. Uh, Bruiser Brody, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, uh, Mr. Perfect, um, oh, uh, Buddy Rogers. I'd love to see what Gorgeous George would do in the modern era. Um, Jesus, not Jesus, not as a wrestler. Abraham Lincoln, no. Uh, Andre the Giant. Um, not Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I'm gonna throw an Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Out there. Eddie, God damn it, Nick. Yeah, that's mine. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, that, just, there's no reason to rattle on anymore. That'd be mine. Yeah. All the ones you, Bruiser Brody, uh, you rattled off. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to have Harley Race around in some capacity, whether it was as a coach or you know some sort of backstage leadership role. Um, just teaching all of these young bucks the psychology of wrestling and things like that. So I, I, there's little things like that that, I, that that popped into my head. But, yeah, it'd be Eddie right now, especially as much Latino, unguided, uncoached Latino wrestling we have right now in, in WWE specifically. I look at Andrade. I look at the Lucha House Party. Uh, I look at Umberto. All of them are extremely good at what they do. It just doesn't feel like they've hit their high spot yet. Like Humberto is on fire right now. Yeah, but it still feels like he's gonna settle. He's still you can tell how green yeah. he is. He's still like uh, every time they put the camera on him, you know. Yeah, but he's yep. the sky is the limit for that guy. Yeah, I would love to see Eddie come back in as a whether it's Latino Heat or something like that. That is that would there's needs to be somebody that needs to establish, and I think Andrade could do it. And I think oh, they yeah. had oh, some God, kind yeah. of Latino faction. Oh, uh, on, yeah, Andrade is poised to be, I think, the next Eddie, if he, especially if he keeps getting better at English. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. Chris, welcome to the Phenomenons. We got time for just one more, and I'm spoiled for choice here because I got a handful of them. I'm sorry we're not going to get to all of these, but we will yeah. get to them. Uh, Who, how, next, how, many, how many are we missing? How many Four are we missing? Four or five. Here? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Apologize. Apologies. Apologies to everyone who we're, we're missing. We will get to yeah. you. We will get to you. I'm going to go with Indy Gal because she asked okay. an important one. Uh, with ACH leaving the WWE, I feel like the NXT breakout tournament was a little bit wasted. Uh, is there another person at the PC that you would have put in this spot in the tournament? And who would you who would have been your winner? And would you have written this person a legit program with Adam Cole or left it as a one-off? I'll end this by saying I want more Dexter Loomis on my television. Yeah. Where did like he go? Now. Where did he uh, go? Yes, I, so I think that the heroes or the the shining lights coming out of the breakout tournament we are seeing. Look at the kickoff show we're going to have for Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. two of the guys from the break. I, that's why I don't think it's wasted. I think oh, I'm that sorry for takeover the, tonight. Uh, that's yeah. why we have to get done with this so we can go watch takeover. that in about 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Ah. Uh, because we got to go watch Killshot and Angel Garza on the on the the kickoff show. Um, no, I, that's why I say, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's wasted. I don't think it was wasted. Was the winner spot wasted? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. Before Obviously. all of the controversy with ACH, with Jordan Miles, 
I felt that way. I felt like it was wasted. I felt like they could have really? done so much he was more. My, he was my pick from the beginning. That's why it kills I'm, me. Like I was like, I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning the fact that he did that. But then the whole time we had Bronson Reed, Isaiah Scott, and Angel Garza getting matches every week. We never saw Jordan Miles. So I mean, they won in my eyes out of yeah. that breakout tournament. Not Jordan Miles. Well, so who would you have had win it if not Jordan Miles? Probably a uh, kill shot. Yeah. <laughs> Probably kill he went shot. On the first, he went on the first round, too. Yeah, he did. Um, so him, him or Angel Garza, and I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that it was just announced last night we're going to get the two of them in a, in a match on the kickoff yeah. show here I in about think, I think minutes. Angel Garza would have been my pick to win the whole thing just yeah. with his skill level and yeah. how, how ready he is. He's so ready to just oh, yeah. go to the next level. They've been pushing Trevor Lee really hard. We've been seeing a lot of Bronson Reed, Swerve Scott, a lot of the other guys from that tournament. Uh, not Dexter Loomis, sadly, though. But, um, yeah, uh, definitely these two guys we're seeing tonight would have been two very strong arguments to win, if not ACH. But, again, I feel like even though all of these guys didn't win the tournament, like you said, Nick, they're still winning because they're getting they're, – they're all over the place now. Yeah. Like that, One of the reasons for that tournament was to fluff up their roster when they went to two hours, yep. and it worked. It was very effective. So. Well, thank you very much, Indy Gal. And I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to Martin and Andy, Champ Champ, and Eric and Chris and Patrick for not getting to you guys' questions. We will get to them for you. We'll make up for it on Tuesday. We'll get all of these answered for you. But we're, we're up against the clock right now with the kickoff show, and we got to wrap this up. So, yes. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in to Episode 8 of the Patron Mailbag. We do this every Saturday around 5 p.m., so make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bustedwideopen. We go live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. and every Saturday at 3 p. Sorry, I did that backwards. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern for hours upon hours of wrestling content goodness. Uh, make sure you jingle that little notification bell, too, so you get alerted when we do go live in case you're out and about. And you can still, I don't know, watch from the backseat of your Uber, as somebody did. I believe it was Craig said he was doing that earlier today. Thank what? you, Craig. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I was asking for an aux cable to plug in so you don't have to listen on speakerphone. Anyway. So make your, make uh, your driver listen. <laughs> right. Make him subscribe. Grab his phone. Shut. Anyway. Uh, come over to the Facebook discussion group as well. Just search for Busted Wide Open on Facebook. Send us a like, uh, like to our page and send us a join request to get into the discussion group where you'll find a link to our Discord server where we've got live chat channels for not only TakeOver Tonight and Survivor Series tomorrow, but for every wrestling promotion across the board where we have live chats going on all throughout the week. You definitely want to be in the Discord. Shout out to everybody that's already been in there. The It's very lively and very, uh, very spunky in there during the live shows. So thank you guys very much for coming in and joining us uh and you won't want to miss out on some of that stuff if you're not in there yet so make sure you get into the discord you can also yeah. find us on twitter and instagram at bwo podcast and this show is for our patrons our patron mailbag if you would like to get your questions in where we're not up against a time slot like this and we have to go make sure you head over to patreon.com slash bwo sign up for that five dollar tier and we, you can ask questions and we'll get them answered every single week we also have access to bonus episodes at the ten dollar tier sweet swag sky calls all that kind of stuff beyond patreon.com slash bwo but my name is nick howell you can find me on twitter at data center dude and my name is sir ian dangerous you can find me on twitter at sir ian dangerous but by god would somebody stop the damn match 
This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.